Amen, amen. Praise God. The bass is still intact after that song. Shook me up a little bit, but it's good. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. This podium isn't that good. Um, but anyway, but God is. So, um, amen, guys. How y'all doing tonight? Ooh, good, good, good. Amen. Praise God. Um, I just want to encourage you uh, for this whole month of May, man. I just want to just want to say, guys, go after God in the month of May. This is a new month coming up. Uh, it's getting close to the end of the uh, school semester. Guys, I want you guys to burn out bright. Go hard after the Lord. Preach the gospel to somebody. Be radical. Do something outside of your comfort zone. If you've never preached at your school, preach to somebody. Tell them about Jesus. Step out of your comfort zone. Don't just stay with what's comfortable and what, what, what you're used to. Ask the Holy Spirit to direct you and to guide you. Really get a hunger and a desire for the Lord. Throughout this whole month, man, I want to challenge you. Just pray and ask God, Lord, put a hunger inside of me for your word. Put a hunger inside of me to, to see your spirit fall in my school. Put, put a hunger and a desire to preach the gospel to other people in my school, right? Guys, you got to be hungry. you got to be desperate for the Lord. And I want to encourage you this whole month, go after God and make him known in your school. I believe that we're going to see amazing things happen. And just to kind of kick off this month of May... I'm just kind of on that, that uh, tone, on that note of just being desperate and hungry for the Lord. I actually want to ask uh, somebody from the audience here to come up. Um, do I have any volunteers that want to pray that God would give them a new level of hunger and desperation for God for this month? Any volunteers? Amen. <laughs> Amen. You'll, you'll get it next week, Alejandro. Huh? Oh, okay. Amen. Alejandro, why don't you come up here, brother? Brother? You, you raise your hand, bro. Oh, no. Come, come on, bro. No. You're praying that God would give you a hunger and a desperation for more of the Lord. To preach, to pray. Come on, Alejandro. It's all good. Don't be scared. Amen, amen. Come on, bro. Come on. So you're, you're, you're just going to kind of... You're just going to pray, say, Lord, give me and elevate more hunger and desperation to preach, to read the Bible, and to pray. Right. Make sense? All right. Okay. So, uh, preach, read the Bible, and pray. All right. <laughs> Lord, Father, we all pray today that we will be more uh, in the mood to read the Bible every day to pray, and to preach the gospel at our schools, Lord, Father, anywhere we want. Um, you mean a lot to us, so we will give it all to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Powerful. Come on, somebody. Shabba. Yes. Yes, Lord. All righty. Well, if we can go to our uh, passage here for today, Proverbs 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It's a pretty straightforward verse, very simple, very to the point. I love when the Bible is like that. Um, it says simply this, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. I want us to catch right off the bat here in verse 5. It says, trust in thee. Trust in thee. Amen. Trust in the Lord. And that's good news because I'm glad that verse doesn't say trust in Lawrence. I'm glad it doesn't say trust in uh, Joby. Where's Joby? Joby? 
right. It doesn't say trust in Ulysses. It doesn't say trust in Karina, Stephanie, Ashley. It doesn't say trust in a person, right? Because even, even though God's awesome and God's done amazing things in our lives and we love the Lord, we're going after God, we at times may fail you. We at times may not be able to be there 24-7 for you. We might not be able to have your back in every circumstance, in every situation. And I'm sure a lot of you have experienced, even in your school and your family, times where you've put your trust in someone or something, hoping that it would encourage you, hoping that it would lift you up, hoping that it would move you forward in life. And then all of a sudden, that trust was broken. That trust was destroyed. That person hurt you. That person took advantage of you. That person manipulated you because you opened up. You said to yourself, huh, maybe, maybe I can trust this person with what I'm going through. You put your trust in man. You put your trust in a person. You thought that they would be loyal to you. You thought that they would be your friend, that you thought that they would have your back. And it turns out you find out that they were gossiping about you the whole time. They were backstabbing you. They were saying all these bad things about you and your family or whatever, right? And it kind of hurt you, and you're like, man, you know, I, I trusted you. I thought you were a friend. I thought we could be cool with each other. And a lot of times, I don't know if you ever heard anybody say, like, oh, I have trust issues, right? You know, oh, I can't trust people. You know, maybe it's a meme they share on Facebook, like, man, don't trust anybody. They're all fake. They're all liars. They're all hypocrites, whatever, right? And, you know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, in the world without God, that's actually very true. Even for that person that's actually sharing it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a part of the problem as well. You need Jesus, okay? Because whatever, case, whatever the case is, if, if you do not have Christ, you cannot be trusted. You're going to break trust. You're going to hurt people. You're going to manipulate one another. And that's where you get all these trust issues. And, man, I don't trust this person. I don't trust that person because, of, you know, man, in my past I've been hurt and this person did this to me. That's what happens when we put our trust in people. And man, they let us down. They're not always there for us. They hurt us. And in, in life, a lot of times we're just on this search to, to look for somebody who, who we can trust, who we can open up to. We're just like, man, I just wish I had that one friend, that one person in my life that I could go to that I know they would have my back through thick and thin, whatever the case is. I just wish I had that one person in my life that would always be there for me, that I could always open up to, that no matter what, I know that I can trust them beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that's why this verse in verse 5, it doesn't say trust in mankind. That's good news. It doesn't say trust in your neighbor. It doesn't say even trust in your mom or your dad or your friends or your brothers or your sisters. Because even at those, even, even the best of us fail at that at times. When we put our trust in man, but it says what? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. With that being said, I just want to open up uh, with another prayer um, before we move on with this passage. So if we can all bow our heads and close our eyes. Um, Father God, I just thank you for your presence being here, Lord God, that you're with us even now as we speak, Lord, and we just open up our hearts to you. God, we want to hear what you're saying to us. God, we're listening to your voice today. Lord, would you move in our hearts, Lord God? God, would you bring healing, Lord God, where we have, uh, where we're areas of our life, God, that have been broken because of, 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 of us trusting in others, God, and then they let us down, Lord. I pray that you would heal that tonight, Lord, because we know, God, that you're there for us, God, 24-7, God. We can come to you, Lord God. I just pray that each and every one of us here, God, would feel you, would know that you're real, Lord God. Come and touch each and every one of us tonight, Lord God. We're listening to your voice, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Amen. Going back to this passage, it says trust in the Lord. And it, and it says trust in the Lord with, what's that word right there after with? With all, with all your heart. doesn't say trust the Lord with just a little bit. doesn't say trust the Lord with 20% of your heart or 30% of your heart, with 50 or 70, right? It says you have to trust the Lord with everything, with all of your heart. Every part of who you are, you have to give it up and surrender to the Lord. You have to trust him. Not just on Sunday and Friday. Not just saying to yourself, oh, well, today, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you. Okay, you're telling me to do this, that, and the other. All right, God, I'll obey you. I'm going to trust that you know what you're doing. All right, God, I'm going to follow you here. But then the next day comes around, and God's kind of knocking on your door. He's like, hey, man, I I want you to do this for me. I want you to step out of your comfort zone. I want you to talk to this person about Jesus. I want you to really, really, really start praying for these different friends that you have. And instead of being obedient, instead of trusting God and stepping out of your comfort zone, you, you, you don't trust God. And you're saying, no, Lord, I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to play it safe and be here in my life. And you only give God a little bit of your heart. You only trust him with only so much because you don't know what might happen to you. You're afraid, Right? Of course, we learned last month, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And so a lot of times we let fear stop us from trusting in God. And instead of giving our full trust and surrender to the Lord again, we sometimes put our trust in ourselves. We say to ourselves, no, man, God, that that sounds crazy. That sounds ridiculous. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to follow you into this place. I'm not going to preach to these people. I'm not going to, uh, you know whatever, and you let this this barrier kind of build up between you and God, and you don't trust him, and you're holding back in areas of your life that you should be trusting the Lord in and surrendering in, because again, it says trust the Lord with all of your heart, everything, all of your heart, and see, when we trust God with everything, when we're giving our hearts over to the Lord and trusting him with who we are, guys, we do some pretty crazy stuff. We get pretty bold. There's amazing stories of people who trusted God with every step that they took, and they saw miracles happen. They saw lives change. They saw people transform. But if they stayed back in their comfort zone, not doing anything, being afraid and letting fear stop their walk with God, they wouldn't have seen any of that. They wouldn't have experienced the Lord. They wouldn't have encountered God like they they could have because they didn't want to trust the Lord. They didn't want to trust God with all of their heart. They might say, well, God, I'll, I'll trust you again, maybe, maybe on Sunday when I come to church, and that'll just be like my little 10% of trust that I'll give you. But God's not after 10%. He's after 100% because he wants people who he knows trust him. God wants to earn your trust. He wants to win over your trust, and it breaks God's heart when his children don't trust him because he loves you. He cares about you, and he wants to show you that he's trustworthy. He loves you so much. And so we can't withhold our trust from God. We have to surrender and give it all to him. Now, why should we put our trust in the Lord? Why is that important? Why is that important, trusting in God? Who is, who is God? Who is the Lord that we should trust him, that we should open up to him, that we should be vulnerable to him? Who, who is this God? Why is he so trustworthy? What makes him so uh, fit for the job that I should entrust everything to him? Well, again, That word trustworthy describes the Lord down to a T. God is trustworthy. He's worthy of your trust. You can trust him. He will treat you with respect. He will care for you. He will watch over you. He will protect you. 
He won't manipulate you. He won't hurt you. He won't fail you. He won't even let you down. Not once. He's worthy of your trust. He deserves your trust. If we can go to Psalm 23. This passage is very popular. Maybe some of you guys know it. But to me, there's no other verse that really, or this is one of the verses that really highlights just why God is so trustworthy and why we can entrust our lives unto him. It says this in verse Verse 1 here, the Lord is my shepherd. Who is my shepherd? The Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, what is a shepherd? That phrase could mean anything. Like, well, what does it mean? You know, God, you're my shepherd. Why is that important? Why, why does, what does that have to do with trust and God being trustworthy? Well, back in David's time, in ancient times, David was actually a shepherd himself, and he watched over sheep. A shepherd is somebody who cares for a flock of sheep. There's maybe 15, 20, 30, sometimes they can go into the hundreds of sheep that this shepherd is over. And that shepherd's job is to make sure that the sheep are okay, that the sheep are taken care of, that the sheep are healthy. The shepherd protects them from predators. The sheep protects them from a wolf, right? If a wolf or uh, some kind of crazy animal comes over, he has a staff right and he whacks it in the mouth or something. And that's the shepherd's job, to watch over the sheep. The shepherd is there 24-7, day in and day out. That's their job. That's what they get paid for. That's their living. And it's their job to make sure that the sheep, that all of them are accounted for and taken care of. If the sheep starts choking, if, if, they're, if they start you know, uh, choking on something, they ate something crazy or whatever, the shepherd, I've heard stories where the shepherd had to like reach into their mouth and, and go into their stomach or something and pull the thing out to ensure that the sheep was okay, that it wasn't choking, that it'd be able to live and keep going, right? It was, it, was, it was kind of a dirty business because this shepherd would be with the sheep, again, through rain, through wind, storm, whatever the case is, because that shepherd cared for his sheep, and he watched over them. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what may happen, no matter what the environment may be, that shepherd was dedicated to his sheep. And the reason why this metaphor is so powerful is because David is saying, look, guys, just as I am a shepherd over my sheep, because again, shepherding was very popular in those ancient times. Just as we watch over sheep, David speaking as a shepherd, just as I take care of my sheep and I watch over them 24-7 and I'm there and I'm protecting them and I'm, and I'm keeping away the predators and the enemies of those sheep, right? The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is the one who watches over me. The Lord is the one who takes care of me. The Lord is the one who protects me from my enemies, from predators, from things that may harm me. Another job description of what a shepherd does here, verse 2, says he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. See, the shepherd leads his sheep to where there's grass, to where there's food. He makes sure that they're nourished. He gives them water. He takes them to streams of living water where they can get refreshed, right? Of course, in verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And so here David is saying, guys, the Lord is my shepherd. He takes care of me. I don't need anything. I'm all taken care of. I'm accounted for because God is watching over me. He leads me to green pastures. He takes care of me. He makes sure I have what I need. Guys, I might not have a Lamborghini or a, or a Tesla. Where's Josh? I might not have a Tesla, you know what I mean, the most fanciest car out there. But guess what? I have everything that I need because the Lord is my shepherd, and he's watching over me, and he's taking care of me. 
In verse 3, it says, he refreshes my soul. This is the Lord's job description as a shepherd. He's watching over us. He takes care of us. He refreshes our soul. Another translation says, he restores my soul. It says, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. In our life, there's different paths that we can take. A lot of times it can be hard to make different decisions and we don't know which way to go. Man, should I go in this direction? Should I go in that direction? But it says here, God makes straight your path. He shows you what course you need to take in your life. He shows you where you need to go. He shows you what you need to do. He guides you. He leads you. He gives you direction along the right path for his namesake. Now, why does he do that? He does it because he cares about you, because he loves you. Because he looks at you as his, his, uh, his, his sheep. He's the shepherd. You're the sheep, and he's watching over you, and he's taking care of you. And he, and he wants to protect you. And he wants to keep you safe. And for those who have the Lord as their shepherd, guess what? They don't need anything. They have need of nothing. David is saying, man, the Lord is my shepherd. He's been watching over my life. I lack nothing. All the time in our world, in our culture, people are complaining about what they don't have. Oh, I need this, I need that. They're always trying to pursue something. But here David is saying, guys, because the Lord is my shepherd and I've trusted God with my entire life, I don't need anything. There's nothing I have need of. Nobody can give me anything that God has not already supplied me with. I'm satisfied with life. It's because the Lord is his shepherd. Next verse. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. If you can go to the next passage, they comfort me. If you can actually go to the other passage. Thank you. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. Here's the thing, guys. In our life, we might go through some tough, 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 tough situations, tough circumstances, Life won't always be easy. Things will happen to us, around us. Around us, even, it may even seem like our life is falling apart and things are happening all over the place and we don't know exactly why they're happening. But guess what? In the midst of those circumstances, God is with us. His rod and his staff, they're comforting us. In the middle of, in the middle of turmoil, when everything might seem like it's falling apart, God is right there with you. Now, it doesn't mean we'll never go through through, through bad circumstances. It doesn't mean that this is a, a, a golden past that we'll never see a bad day in our life. But the promise of God is, despite those dark valleys that we do go through, inwardly, in our hearts, we're at peace. We know that God is with us. Despite what may be happening, despite what, what things might be falling apart around us, inside of our hearts and our lives, we know we have peace, we have assurance. The Lord is my shepherd, and he's leading me, and he's guiding me, and he's comforting me. I will fear no evil. Now, why is David able to say that of, of the Lord, right? The Lord is my shepherd. Why is he able to have such a bold stance, saying all these amazing things that God has led him to green pastures and quiet waters, and even though I go through bad circumstances, hey, I know God's with me. The only reason why David is able to say that is because he trusted the Lord with all of his heart. The only reason he's able to talk about God in this kind of way, saying, I lack nothing, 
I don't need anything. I'm satisfied. I'm full of life. I have comfort. I have peace. I know God is with me, whatever may come. The only reason why he's saying that is because he's given his full trust to God. He's found God to be trustworthy, worthy of his trust. And he says, Lord, I'm going to give you all of my trust. No matter what happens in life, I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Even when it gets dark, even when I can't see what's happening, even when things are going on around me, I don't fully understand why they're happening. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm not just going to trust you a little bit every now and then. I'm going to trust you with my whole heart. Because when we trust God with our whole heart, friends, that's when God can take us to the, the green pastures. That's when God can take us to the living water. And you might say to yourself, well, what, what kind of Christianese word is that living water, green pastures? Here's what it means. Guys, you won't be depressed when God is your shepherd. You won't be discouraged when God is your shepherd. You can go through whatever kind of challenge or test in life, and you can know that God is with you and he's leading you. When, 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 when life wears you down, when, 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 when friends are talking about you and drama's happening at school and you feel worn out and you're low on energy and you feel weak in your spirit and in your heart, God is there and he can strengthen you and he can shepherd you and he can lead you out of that discouragement or fear because he's your shepherd, because he loves you, because he wants to take care of you. But if we don't trust God, if we don't give our full trust to him, if we're holding back, we're saying to the Lord, no, God, I'm not going to follow you down this path. Lord, you're trying to lead me in this direction. You're trying to lead me to this river so that I can get refreshed, so that I can be healed from past hurt. God, you're trying to lead me in this direction, but God, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go in this other direction. A lot of times that's what I hear when the plan of God is so clear and so laid out for you in front of you, and God's trying to get your attention. He's trying to say, look, guys, I know where the living water's at. I know where healing is at. I know where I can restore you. Come to this place. Let me lead you and guide you. But instead of listening to him and his voice, if you don't trust God, if you don't give your heart over to him, and you end up going down this wrong path that's dark, you end up getting attacked. You end up getting just mangled by all these different things. Going through school, I'm sure some of you have probably, you, I'm sure all of you, when you go to school, you see these people, they don't have Jesus in their life. They don't have God leading them and guiding them. Are they happy? Are they at peace? Do they have a clear conscience? How's that working out, not having God lead you and shepherd you? The person who's not trusting God, what are they trusting in? Because again, we learned back at the first verse in Proverbs 3, 5, the person who doesn't put their trust in God but puts their trust in man, that's how you get hurt. That's how you have these things happen to you. You, you get let down. People fail you. Who are you going to put your trust in? You're going to put your, your, your trust in yourself? You're going to trust your own decisions? Well, I, I, I believe in me. I, you know, I, I think my plans are the best plans and what I say goes and whatever. And you have this mentality that you're the savior. You're your own hero. You put your trust in yourself. Where does that lead you? Does it lead you to peace? Does it lead you to streams of living water? Are you comforted when you're going through hard times? No. Because ultimately you'll let yourself down. When you put your trust in yourself. Well, what about you? you again, you put your, your, your trust in your friends. 
You put your trust in some relationship with this guy or girl you think is the world, and then you find out that they're cheating on you. Guys, when you put your trust in other things, it does not work out. There's no peace. There's no living water. There's no refreshing. There's no restoration there. But if we put our trust and our hope in God, in Jesus Christ, friends, he'll bring you, he'll, he'll bring peace, he'll bring comfort, he'll bring healing. That is God's plan for your life. But you have to trust him. You have to give everything over to him with all of your heart and not hold back. If we can go to Psalm 55. Hope this is encouraging some of you guys. I just felt the Lord highlight that issue of trust, guys, because God is trustworthy. He's worthy of your trust. I mean, how many times, you know, you, 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 I don't know, if you had somebody in your life, you're just like, man, that person's not trustworthy. I don't trust them with anything. You know what I mean? And it's just like that person, you know, they're, they're, they're bogus, they're this, they're that. You can't trust them with anything. And it's like God, God's the opposite. He's the opposite of that figure in your life that you're like, man, I can't trust them with anything. I can't open up to them. I can't trust them. I can't be vulnerable with them because I know they're going to attack me. They're going to manipulate me. They're going to hurt me in my life. If I, you know, somehow trust them with something, they'll fail me. But God will never fail you. He's trustworthy. You can trust him. And not only can you trust him, but you should trust him. And as God, as King of kings and Lord of lords, he deserves your trust, and you need to give your trust over to him over and over and over again. Don't doubt God. Don't doubt God's plans in your life. Don't doubt what he's trying to do with you. Don't doubt where he's guiding you. Don't doubt where he's leading you. If he's telling you to break up with somebody, you need to break up with that person. If he's telling you to preach the gospel and stop being afraid, you need to preach the gospel. If he's telling you to be obedient to your parents, if he's telling you to forgive that person, you need to listen to him and trust him. Because when you do, that's when you find the healing and the restoration and the peace. Of God. Verse, Psalm uh, 55, verse 22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Now, remember, maybe a ways back, whenever I, I, I read a verse like, The righteous will not be shaken, right? They won't be shaken up, right? It, 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 and in my mind, I'm like, well, well, what if something crazy happens to them? Like, like, I don't know, I interpreted that before as if, like, nothing bad will ever happen to the righteous people. Like, as long as I'm living for God, nothing bad will ever happen. Everything's going to be perfect in my life. Everything's going to line up all nice and, and awesome, and, you know, no bad circumstances will happen to me or around me, right? Because I'm Christian, because I'm righteous. But the reality is a lot of Christians and a lot of people, actually, to this day, there's a lot of Christians that are being persecuted and having their family members killed in front of them, right, in other countries. So there's Christians right now that are experiencing a lot of turmoil, a lot of testing, a lot of challenges. So what does this verse mean? How can you apply it? The righteous will not be shaken. Well, here's the thing. Despite seeing turmoil, despite seeing threats, despite seeing maybe family members shot dead in front of them or whatever, inside they somehow have peace because of God, because God's given them peace to, to withstand the shaking to withstand the turmoil, to withstand the challenges that they may be facing inside of their heart. They're not shaken. They're not afraid. They're not doubting. They're not fearful. They're not hurt because God is with them, and he's comforting them, and he's leading them through the valley. Whether you're saved or you're not saved, you're going to go through some valleys in life. But the thing is, as a Christian, when you go through those valleys, God is with you. 
And he's comforting you, and he's leading you, and he's guiding you, and he's refreshing you, and he's restoring your soul. But if you go through that turmoil without Christ, let me tell you what, it's very, it's very dark. I've seen a lot of people, they go through some, some crazy situation, some crazy circumstance, and they get angry at God. They get angry at people. They're not fun to be around. They're always downcast. And it's like, well, what's going on? Oh, well, man, this happened in my life, and you don't understand. I've been through so much, and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, that, you know, all right, I understand. You've been through a lot of hurt. You've experienced a lot of pain. You've been through a lot of terrible situations. But, hey, God can, God can heal you. God can restore you. He can lead you to the streams of living water. He can help you. He can give you peace. And that person might say, well, you know, man, I, I've tried going to church, and, you know, man, it's not working for me and all this stuff, and I still feel the same. Well, no, if you're not trusting God with all of your heart, yeah, you're going to feel the same. You're still going to be hurt. You're still going to be the same busted, disgusted person with all of that baggage. When we come to Christ, despite what may happen around us or even to us, on the inside of our hearts, we're at peace. And that's the promise that God gives us because he's trusted worthy because he cares about us because he loves us in verse 22 it says that we need to cast our cares our anxieties whatever we're thinking about whatever we feel stressed out about we need to give it to the lord we need to say god this is going on in my life my 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 family's getting into arguments there's threat of divorce god all these different things are happening but lord i'm going to cast my cares on you i trust you Whatever's going on in my life, God, I know you're leading me and you're guiding me. God is trustworthy, and he'll, and, he'll, and he'll take care of us. doesn't matter how bad the situation gets. doesn't matter how big the drama is, is, is getting in your own life and in the life around you, in the people around you. Because if you're allowing God to shepherd you, if you're trusting, you're, if you're trusting God with everything, you will not be shaken. We just had a, one of our pastors, Pastor Lauren, share on Sunday. She went, through, she went through cancer, had to do all these different tests, had chemotherapy, yet she was able to testify. She was not shaken. She was not shaken. Yes, she, she, her body experienced the, the thing of cancer. She had to get the chemotherapy, but inside, she was not shaken. She was not shaken up. She was not doubting God. Her, she was at peace. Why was that? It's because she trusted God. What if some of you in this room were to get cancer? What if some of you in this room were to lose your mom, were to see a friend shot in front of you? Maybe you have, and that's scarred you and that's wounded you. Guys, the point is, if you have Jesus, that won't affect you. That won't shake you. Everything around you could be falling apart. Yet if you have Christ, you're at peace. With Christ, you're at peace. Why is it so many times I see these stories of, man, you know, something happens, you know, just, just a little thing. Like the devil knows exactly what button to press to kind of shake people up. He knows just, he knows that one thing that will just trip that person off and then they'll go crazy, right? And so throughout my life, I'm telling you, I've seen so many people, it looks like they're doing good in their walk with God. It looks like they're, you know, they're, they're coming to church on a regular basis, they're attending youth group, right, or they're raising their hands, they're coming Sunday or whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, something happens. Something happens. It could be, it could be a, a friend backstabs them. It could be a, bro, a, a broken relationship. It could be something at the home. It could be a, a job situation. It could be financial. It could be all these different things with their school. It could be anything out of, just anything. 
but something happens in their life, and because they don't have Jesus, it shakes them. And they think somehow, man, the answer must be elsewhere. I need to do this. I need to stop going to church. I need to stop coming to Elevate because it's taking too much time. And I need to focus on this, that, and the other. And God's saying, no, that's not the answer to pull away. You need to come to me. Cast your cares on me. I will help you. I will sustain you. You won't be shaken when you have Jesus Christ. A lot of times, you know, that. um, just on that, that topic of persecution and everything, there was a, a story of a, a young lady, forgot her name, but uh, it, it happened in the Columbine shooting. For some of you who may be familiar with that, it was basically the, this guy, the, or these two guys that went into a high school, they shot up a bunch of kids, and uh, one of them was a Christian, um, well, I think actually a few of them were, but the one in, the one in particular that was a Christian, uh, they made a movie about it, it was called I'm Not Ashamed, great movie, but anyway, these two, yeah, Rachel Joy Scott, exactly, thank you, Jason, um, they, these two gunmen come up to this, 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 young, this young lady. She's a teenager, just like you guys. Just, she's a teenager just like you. What, 17, 18, 16, around there? And they put a gun to her head and they said, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus? And she said, yes, I am, despite having the gun pointed to her head. Despite her life being on the line, she was not shaken. She was not disturbed. She didn't all of a sudden doubt God and like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. This gun is at my head. Uh, you know, maybe this, this Joel Jesus thing isn't real. No, the gun was pointed at her head. They asked her if she was a Christian. She knew they would kill her if she said yes, but she said yes anyway. Why? Why? Because she had her trust in Jesus Christ. Because she trusted in the Lord with all of her heart. And she was not shaken by what may happen on the outside. She was not shaken by circumstances that may affect her. She was not shaken by somebody pointing a gun at her head. That's what it looks like to have full trust in the Lord. If you can go to the next passage. Similar thing, 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Guys, God is worthy of your trust. He's the only person, the only person that actually cares about you 100%, genuinely, sincerely, 24-7, seven days out of the week. God cares about you. He is worthy of your trust. Open up to him. Stop having your heart closed to him. Stop holding things on the inside. Step out and give everything over to him. Surrender to him. Trust him with everything. If he is telling you to go left, you go left. If he's telling you to go right, you go right. Because you know he's the shepherd of your soul. You know that he cares about you. You know that he loves you. And you know he has your best in mind. You know he'll refresh you. You know he'll restore your soul. You know he'll heal your broken heart. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going to trust somebody that doesn't care about me. It's hard for me to trust people that I feel do not care about me at the end of the day. Well, guess what? God cares about you. He loves you. He died on the cross for your sins. He cares about you. Therefore, you can trust him. And not just trust him sometimes or a little bit or every now and then. You can trust him with your whole heart every day, all the time. If you can go to Psalm 91. I want to close out with this passage. Powerful passage in Psalm. I might stop somewhere halfway down, so pay uh, pay attention, TJ, Oscar. 
says this, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, I believe this is David speaking again, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Can you say that of yourself tonight? Is God your refuge and your fortress? If he is not, then who is your fortress? Who is your protection? Who is defending you? Who is standing up for you? If Jesus is not standing up for you, who is then? If God is not your fortress and your refuge, your protection, then who is? Who's watching over you then? Who's there with you when you're going through the valley? For real with ourselves, honestly, guys, you do not have anybody there with you at the end of the day. Because again, you might have people in your life that care about you to an extent, but all of the, you know, again, mankind will fail you. If you put your trust in people, they will eventually fail you. But if we put our trust in God, he is the only fortress and foundation that we can build our life upon. He's the only person that will be there for us every single day, 24-7. We can trust him. He'll be our refuge. He'll be our fortress. He's, look, look at this again. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I, what? In whom I trust. David is saying, I don't trust anybody else. I trust the Lord. I put my trust in Jesus Christ. And it's from that place of trusting God that everything else comes from. You can go on to the next passage here. It keeps going. It says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. Do you guys know what a snare is? It's a hunting tool. When an animal, say you're in the forest, right, an animal's coming, and there's like a little, there's a little device on the ground. The animal puts its paws in the, in the snare, right, in that device, and it clamps down on the, the, the animal's foot or whatever, and it can't move, and it's bleeding, and it kind of dehabilitates the animal, so it's stuck there, right? David's saying here of this, of God, you will save me from the fowler's snare. You will save me for when the devil's trying to attack me and trying to, trying to stop me, trying to slow me down and hinder me and, 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 and just immobilize me in my walk with God. God will save me, Lord. You will save me. You will protect me. You'll save me from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. God is your protection. He is trustworthy. You can surrender to him. You need to open up to him. And you, not, you need to stop holding back. If we can all stand in this place. Daryl, if you can come to the keys. You can go to that next uh, passage. Again, it keeps going. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side. Next passage. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Next, next passage. If you say, the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. Guys, when we give our lives over to the Lord and we trust him with everything, he watches over us. He protects us. If we are not trusting God, in our life, in our daily decisions, in, our, in the choices that we make, who's protecting you then? Who's your refuge? Are your friends your refuge? Is your family your refuge? There's one question I want you to ask today. Who can you trust in this life if, God, if you can't trust God? Who are you trusting in? God is the 
the only person who is trustworthy, who is worthy of your trust, and he's the only person that can care for you, that can look after you. He's the only person that can bring peace in your life. He's the only person that can bring refreshing and restoration. But you have to open up to him and you have to trust him with your whole heart. If you can put up Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 one more time. Proverbs 5, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So bow our heads and close our eyes. Father God, we thank you that we can trust you, Lord. And Lord, right now, God, we submit our lives to you, Lord. We stop holding back, Lord God. Lord, we stop holding back, Lord God. We give everything over to you, Lord. God, we'll go where you tell us to go, Lord God. We'll say what you want us to say, Lord God. Because we know that you're trustworthy, Lord God. We know that we can be real with you, God. We know that we can open up to you, God. We know that you won't harm us. We know that you won't hurt us, Lord God. We know that you'll protect us, Lord God. You'll know that, we'll know that you're watching over us, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for watching over us, God, for being our shepherd, Lord God. We thank you, God, that when we have you in our lives, Lord God, we will not be shaken. Just want to encourage you if you do if you feel like you have not trusted God completely in certain areas of your life I just want to challenge you right now just for a few moments just give that up to God right now and say Lord I, I, I trust you I'm not gonna hold back anymore I'm not gonna try and do things on my own I'm not gonna put my trust in people or in myself anymore God I'm gonna put my trust fully in you God, I know I can't lead myself, Lord. God, I know I can't shepherd myself. God, I need you to do it, Lord. Holy Spirit, we trust you, Lord God. We trust you, Holy Spirit. We give you our heart, Lord God. Give you our heart, God. We give you everything, Lord God. We give you all of our trust, Lord God. We'll do anything you tell us to do, Lord God. We give you everything, Lord God, and we'll do anything you tell us to do, God, because we know you're our shepherd, God, and you have the best in mind for us, Lord God. So there's no reason for us not to trust you, Lord. We'll go anywhere for you, Jesus. We'll follow you wherever you take us, Lord God. We'll let you lead us, God. We'll trust you, God, with our lives. Few more moments, guys. You and God, just talk to Him right now. Maybe if you've had tr problems trusting people. 
if you've had trouble uh, just putting your trust in, in, in certain situations or you feel like you can't open up to anybody or you can't be vulnerable with people because of what you've been through because people have let you down, just give that over to the Lord right now. Just let God just have that place in your life where you can trust Him fully. Let God heal you. Let God refresh you right now as you begin to trust Him. If I can have my altar workers come up. Just want to encourage you if, you, if you felt like that message was for you, you want to grow in your trust, you want to trust the Lord in everything that you're doing, you don't want to be living in fear, you don't want to let the past kind of hinder you and stop you from trusting God. You think to yourself, man, if I, if I really trust God, if I really go hard after God, man, he might let me down. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what I've experienced in my life. People have hurt me. People have let me down when I've trusted them. If that's you and you say you, you, you've had a hard time, you've experienced things, but you say to yourself, I, but I want to trust God with, with all of my heart. I want to trust him 100%. I want to stop letting these things control me. I want to stop letting my past manipulate me and, and tell me you know, that, that, I, that I can't trust God in certain areas of my life. If you're saying to yourself you want to trust God fully with all of your heart, feel free to come up. These altars are open. We have Karina and Will here. If you're saying to yourself again, I want to trust God fully with all of my heart. The altars are open. Feel free to come up.